You know what, Pittsburgh? You've got your quarterback. Get that. Please, you've got your quarterback. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates. Steelers 17, Ravens 10. That sounds like a normal football score. It sounds like a normal football game. It wasn't. It was Steelers versus Ravens. This is how these things go. As Larry Ogunjobi was joking with me afterward, I'd be surprised if it was anything else. And this is a guy who knows his AFC North, right? (laughs) Kenny went 18 of 32 for 224 yards, a touchdown, no picks, three sacks, And none of that sounds particularly impressive, right? And when you see these quarterback lists or quarterback rankings that come out, Kenny, anywhere on them, unless you look way down. That's the byproduct of being in, uh, I don't know what kind of words you'd want to come up with for this offense that at least would be clean. But there are circumstances. And in this case... There were some pretty extraordinary circumstances. Kenny wasn't supposed to play in this game. Remember that? When you saw Kenny go down in Houston with the knee injury, you're definitely not thinking he's coming back the following week. I mean, there's a bye week after that. Give him a give him a little bit of a break. Nope. Nope. Wore a brace in practice, wore a sleeve later in the week, and then just went out there and played football. Got creamed from behind once by our old friend Arthur Mallette. Didn't affect him. Didn't phase him. Popped right back up. Kept competing. That's a Pittsburgh quarterback, Pittsburgh. And even though Broderick Jones did a terrific job in his first NFL start, and I think and hope cemented his place over there, you're still not seeing the best version, I think, of what this offensive line can and will be. I remain optimistic about it. These are guys who've done this before, but it's not happening yet, and nobody picked up Mallette, incidentally, on that blindside blitz. Kenny never saw him coming, and on top of all that, he's missing his top two possession guys, Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth, which... I don't know if it takes away the middle of the field to the extreme that Matt Canada hates using the middle of the field, but it doesn't help. And if you or I were the offensive coordinators, we probably wouldn't be using the middle of the field as much without those two either. So everything has to go outside the numbers. Everything has to go to one sideline or the other. And finally, in setting up these circumstances that I'm describing, Kenny's got the wrong guy being assigned to be the feature back. That's why Najee Harris carries 14 times for 37 yards, a paltry average of 2.6, while Jalen Warren comes on and just wrecks people and leaps over them and spins around them the way he did to play a massive role in that fourth quarter rally. If all of the things that I just mentioned were at least NFL average, including the health of those two receivers I cited, 
you'd be talking about a very different Kenny. Now, now, factor into that also having an NFL coordinator, which this franchise obviously does not have. And people get on Kenny? Really? People doubt if Kenny's the guy? Did you see the throws that he made in the fourth quarter? Have you seen, in particular, the three passes? And I'm not just talking about the good efforts made by the guys at the other end. The actual passes that he completed on that drive, the 10-yarder to Allen Robinson on third down that got the sticks to move. The pass to the left side for George Pickens. He trusted that George would be able to fight for that ball. George did fight for that ball. George won that ball. But the ball had to be there. And it really, really was. And then, of course, there's the one that's going to make it to all the highlights, the 41-yarder to George. And full credit to George for blowing past Marlon Humphrey as if he's 100 years old. But the release... The arc, the timing, and the touch of that pass. There are a lot of things about the beautiful game of football that translate even better to television than they do in person. The bomb isn't one of them. If you were in that stadium, and you know what I'm about to say here. If you were, you saw the ball leave Kenny's hand and knew it was six points as long as something bad didn't occur at the other end, like George getting held or, you know, tripping over somebody's feet or pulling a Chase clay pull and not even trying to catch it or whatever. The pass was pristine. But you know what? I've got one other thing. I was talking to Calvin Austin, who's going to be fine, by the way. He was checked for a concussion, but uh, cleared all the tests and sure seemed in outstanding health and spirits afterward for whatever my diagnosis is worth. Cal was telling me in general about the way the team handled this past week, about trying to block out all the distractions, all the noise, including about Canada. And he told me that the guy who led the way in that regard, was Kenny. He said, this was what Kenny was telling us. This was the way Kenny wants us to play. This was the way Kenny wants us to focus. Just on being our best selves against Baltimore. The guy with the knee brace. Also and related, the only individual, player or coach, to even parenthetically address the fuss through the entire week was the quarterback himself. We stay together, and I was, I was preaching that all week. Um, you know, you get to this this level. There's so many outside factors that try to get into a team and try to pull a team apart, whether it's media related, fan related, whatever it may be. Um, you have to stay together in football. It's it's the ultimate team game. Um, offense, defense, special teams. Eleven guys on the field working together, pushing each other, um, and playing their hearts out to go win the game. And that's what we did. So, um, incredibly proud of of our team here. Don't, my friends, get suckered into any more conversations about benching Kenny, going with Mitch Trubisky, whether or not this is going to be your quarter. This is your quarterback. His situation can be a lot better. And sure, he had his own struggles earlier in the season. But this is now 17 total 
NFL games for him. Just the equivalent of a full season. Just wait. Just wait. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG, is a personal injury law firm in western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and They've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. from Matt in Sydney, Australia. And Matt says, DK, lots of praise for Miles Kilbrew after his block and how hard he works in general. What insight can you provide on the training that's done by the special teams unit and their personnel toward this type of play? Is it good play calling or just guys making big plays? Well, Matt, I'm going to do you one better because I spent some time with Miles after the game, joking with him that he was the big star, and thus he had to sit there and answer all kinds of questions. But the first thing that he did whenever I brought up the obvious question, that being about the play, was to credit Danny Smith for the call. It's something that they have in their book. It is a designed block. Mike Tomlin confirmed that himself afterward. And the play is built around Killebrew specifically getting back there. Now, you saw others in pursuit as well going after the football. But Miles is the guy with the history of getting to that ball. Miles is the guy who got to that ball. It ended up going out of the end zone for a safety. And it was just such an emotional pivoting point inside that place with 67,000 people just having freaked out to renegade and all on their feet through the whole thing. And it's just one of those big symbiosis moments. Anyway, I asked Miles how they pulled it off and how it felt. The odds of blocking a punt are so minute. You know, not only does it have to be a called block, but there's a lot of things that have to happen up until that point, you know, and the timing has to be good. And, you know, there's just, I, I don't want to bore you with the math side of it, but I mean, that was my major in college. I, was, I don't you think know. anybody would be bored by your explanation. But the, the statistically, it's very, very low that you actually get it. And so um, call me crazy, you know, call us crazy, but we expect to get it every time. And so when it does happen, it's just, um, I don't want to say expected, but we've been planning for it. There you go. See how this works, Matt? You ask a question from the other side of the planet, and I I come up with an answer right from the guy who won the game. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, there's, there's one other thing I want to bring up as it relates to Killebrew and the block. I do mention this sort of thing. Each summer, whenever people are discussing roster spots and training camp battles and so forth, someone like Killebrew comes up in the context of safety depth and so forth, and eh, you can cut that guy or cut this guy. There is a reason that special teams are 
such a vocal and stated priority of football people in general. That's not unique to Tomlin. It's not unique to the Steelers. It's not even unique to the NFL. It runs all through the sport because they understand and they appreciate the impact of moments like these and of people who take specific pride in these roles the way Killebrew has from the day he arrived on the south side. This is a good football player, and it was a wonderful thing, I'm here to tell you, to see the players around him in the room flocking to him or even teasing him from across the way. Uh, Cam Hayward at one point yelled out something about, hey, Miles, remember the rest of us, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, TJ Watt goes past Miles on his way out and he just gives him another, like a, like a bumping elbow on elbow saying, you know, way to go, man, way to go. That's, that's the kind of stuff that really brings a football team together. When that third phase enters the equation, it's, it's different. It just is. I appreciate the question from Australia. I appreciate everybody listening everywhere. We are going to have some fun here, okay? Don't start dousing the season before it's even gotten going. You know, I made it through this whole episode without once mentioning that the Steelers are in first place in the AFC North at the bye week. Every last one of you would have taken that before the season. Every last one of you. Let's do it again tomorrow. 